This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. That are setting the example. There are a lot of good godly people that we are to, you know, just look at their example, not to worship and not to say that they're perfect because we all know we're not perfect, only Jesus Christ. But there are those who have a great testimony, loves the Lord and are willing to set that example. So number one, when we remember them, we remember them and we imitate their way as following Jesus and setting an example as Christians. When a little kid starts playing baseball, he's probably looking up to a player in the major leagues. The kid sees how his favorite athlete plays and wishes that he could be like him. Inspiration is a powerful motivator. In a similar way, we can look at people who have been following Jesus for a long time and be inspired to love Jesus like they do. In today's message, Pastor Eddie's going to be sharing about being inspired by other people's walks with God. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of Hebrews chapter 13. As he begins his message, Final Instructions. Well, the writer of Hebrews is coming to a close, and as he closes out his letter, he gives us final instructions, final instructions. You know, as children of God and as believers in Christ, we have responsibilities to the Lord and to others. And the writer of Hebrews had made the point that Jesus is better. He's greater. And that's so important to put Jesus above and first. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one goes to the Father except through me. That common denominator you find most cults and religion where they try to take away who Jesus is and they take away his deity, his lordship, the fact that he's 100% man, 100% God. But also there are religions within Christendom that actually kind of, you know, put Jesus as second. You know, Jesus says, no one goes to the Father except through me. And so the writer of Hebrews did that greatly, especially for the first readers of Hebrews. They were Hebrews. They found their faith in Christ and they wanted to go back to Judaism, want to go back to the sacrifice of lambs and, you know, animals when Christ is the fulfillment of that. He is the ultimate sacrifice, the best sacrifice. And so he's better. He's greater. In chapter 13, We see that the writer of Hebrew gives us a list of exhortations and spiritual obligations for us as believers in Christ. In our last study, we look at the exhortations, and there were six of them, six exhortations in verses one through six. We saw in in the first exhortation, he said, let brotherly love continue. They didn't have a problem with love. They just needed to continue with that. And that's in verse one. Secondly, he said, do not forget to entertain strangers. That's in verse two. Thirdly, he said, remember our brethren who are in prison. And that's in verse three. Number four, marriage is honorable among all and who is to be honored. That's in verse four. The fifth exhortation is let your conduct be without covetousness. And we looked at the Greek words and we found that it means do not love money. 
And it's nothing wrong with money. It's just the love of it. And that's in verse 5. And then we saw the sixth exhortation is to be content with such things as you have. Be satisfied. If you don't have it, you don't need it. (laughs) It's very simple. So God knows your needs, not your wants. We have a lot of wants, right? The flesh has so many, wants so many things. We want, we live in a materialistic world and, you know, we we do so much to get these things and all of a sudden they end up on the lawn, the yard sale, right, later on. So we really didn't need it, right? God knows your needs. And so that brings us to Hebrews chapter 13. We're going to look at verses 7 through 17. Verses 7 through 17. After the rite of Hebrew gave us the exhortation, now he's going to give us the spiritual obligations we are to follow. Spiritual obligations as believers in Christ. So let us read Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 17 together, shall we? The rite of Hebrew writes this, Remember those who rule over you. Who has spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have no profit, those who have been occupied with them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the gate, bearing his reproach, For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifice God is well pleased. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for yourselves as those who might give an account. Let them do so with joy, not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. As we read some of the spiritual obligations, we see there are four listed here, four obligations. If you are taking notes, in verse 7, we're going to look at the spiritual obligation to remember our leaders. To remember our leaders in verse 7. In verses 8 through 15, the spiritual obligation in devotion to Jesus Christ. This devotion to Jesus Christ, that's in verses 8 through 15. In verse 16, the spiritual obligation to others. That's for others in verse 16. And then verse 17, the spiritual obligation to obey our leaders. So these four spiritual obligations are here before us. Let us look at it. We read the text. Let us study it verse by verse. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Let's look at verse 7. He says, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. And so the first obligation we have is to remember our leaders. Remember those who rule over you. Now, to remember means to call back to mind to which you know about a person. And so we need to call back to mind a ruler. This is someone that has led us in the past. 
You know, someone has led us in the past. It could be someone that actually led you during your walk or, you you know, when you first came to the Lord. You know, we're going to see that it goes beyond that. It goes further back. But it is clear in the context that it's speaking of a spiritual leader. It is a spiritual leader because it says, remember those who rule over you, who spoken the word of God to you. So these leaders are the ones that have spoken the word of God to you. Now, there are two things we need to do as we remember them. Number one, as we remember them, we are to follow their example. Remember them, but follow their example. It says in verse seven, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow. Follow. So as we remember them, we recall how they share the word of God to us, they minister to us, we're to follow their example of faith. Now, they're all not going to be perfect, right? Because they're fallible, just like all of us. We all have feet of clay. But we take what we've learned for them and use that as an example. Paul always set the example. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. He wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, he wrote this. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So Paul set the example. As he followed Christ, we too are to follow him because he's following Christ. Paul's not saying follow me. He didn't stop there because nobody wants to follow man. Paul would not want that. I don't think no person who really believes in Jesus Christ, who believes what John the Baptist says, I must decrease, he must increase. Those that are humble, right? Because if they're not humble, God will humble them, right? But he's talking about follow me, the example that I lead as I love Jesus, as I love others, as I share the gospel, as I honor God. And so we're to follow them, imitate them. In Philippians, he writes to the church in Philippi, Philippians chapter 3, verse 17, he writes this, Brethren, join in following my example. Follow my example and know those who so walk. So he's saying, not just me, there are others who set the example of faith and how to live godly lives. And he says, and know those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. So Paul knows he's not the only one setting the example. Most likely he's looking at Timotheus, Timothy, his protege, but all those that he led to Christ that are setting the example. There are a lot of good godly people that we are to, you know, just look at their example, not to worship and not to say that they're perfect because we all know we're not perfect, only Jesus Christ. But there are those who have a great testimony, loves the Lord, and are willing to set that example. So number one, when we remember them, we remember them and we imitate their way as following Jesus and setting example as Christians. The second thing we need to do as we remember them is to consider, to consider them. And so it says there at the end of verse 7, considering the outcome of their conduct. Consider the outcome. Look at what happened because they followed the Lord. And that should be an encouragement for us because quite often we say, well, I'm following the Lord. Things are not that easy. They're not. Jesus never said it's going to be easy. It's going to be worth it. But it's not going to be easy. Jesus' life wasn't easy on his earthly ministry here. He actually died on the cross. But look at the outcome because of their faith. 
The outcome, look what they've been through and how the Lord delivered them. And the same God that they serve, we serve. As we remember, we consider the outcome. So what is the outcome? What is he talking about here? Well, you know, because they received Christ. Now, we keep in mind, we're going back to the first readers of Hebrews. The first readers of Hebrews, because they received Jesus Christ as the Messiah, they've been through a lot, but they maintained their faith and they finished well. Many people start out well, but not many people finish well. We looked at, you know, the faith. It's a race, isn't it not? The race of faith. We run to finish the race and to run for the prize. There are many people who start off, but they don't finish well. And so we're to remember them and consider the outcome of their conduct. There are many people that have ministered to my life and are in the presence of the Lord. They finished well. And it's so good to know that they finish well. I want to finish well. So look at the outcome. And remember the persecution that they have been through. So he's writing to the first readers of Hebrews. And many of them have, you know, looked at those who have died before their faith in Yeshua, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And he's also pointing back to chapter 11. Remember chapter 11? We looked at the whole of faithers, right? We look at the Old Testament. So when we look, and when, for us, when we read the Old Testament, we see all these godly men and women who, because of their faith, the outcome, because of their faith, the Lord sustained them and saved them. They finished well. So when we remember our leaders, remember them and follow their example and look at how the outcome came about, how they finished well. And so the spiritual obligation we have for leaders in the past is to remember them, remember them, follow them, and consider them. Now we're going to look at the next spiritual obligation. That's in verses 8 through 15. And it's the obligation of our devotion to Jesus Christ. Now we're going to look at a lot between these verses, but at the very end, we're going to see what is that obligation. As a matter of fact, drop down to verse 15. Look at verse 15. It says, therefore, we're going to look at what the therefore is therefore. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is our next obligation here in verses 8 through 15. So, but before we get to that, he's going to give us reasons why. Let's look at verse 8. In verse 8, he writes, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I do not need to tell you how fast the world is changing. Before we say, oh, times have changed the past 10, 20 years. Now we can say times have changed in the past two years because things are happening rapidly. Things are changing. They're changing science. And no longer oak tree is an oak tree. It's a pine tree. You know, we change everything regardless of science and the facts and nature. And so people change. Our mind changes. Time changes. Culture changes. Kings, leaders changes. But God does not change. And that is something that I think we all can be so thankful that we have a God who's consistent and does not change. We do have people, we do have a world that want God to change to benefit them. But God would not be compromised. God would not change. In the same way, 
we study the word of God. And many would say in the world, well, it's an old book and it's outdated and the culture has changed. Well, it is an old book and it's not outdated. And yes, the culture has changed, but it still remains. You know, it's not that the Bible or God has to change to the culture, but the culture has to change to the word of God. And so we see that Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalms 102 verse 27, the psalmist write, but you are the same and your years will have no end. He's the same. He has no end. You know, when things do change, you know, when things have an end, a beginning and end, so there is a fact that these things change because there is a beginning and there is an end. So things change in order to have an end from a beginning to end. But because Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, he's not subject to time. He's outside of time. How can God create time if he's subject to time? A God that's out of time has to be a creator of time. And that's the Lord. And so he never changes. He never changes. And so for you and I, here's what's so assuring for me. And I know it's assuring for you because the God that we serve, the fact that he doesn't change. Here's how we look at our relationship with him. If I sin because he doesn't change, his word tells me that he forgives me of my sins. That never changes. In fact, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it's if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That doesn't change. So when I sin today or when I sin tomorrow, it is faith. He doesn't change. Because he doesn't change, he is faithful to forgive me. Isn't it so assuring that we have a God that doesn't change, that when I come to him, my sins are forgiven? Also, because he doesn't change, I'm never alone. I am never alone. Isaiah chapter 66 verse 13 is as one whom his mother comforts, so I will be comforted. He comforts us. He comforts us. When you need comfort, he will always come because that's his word, right? He will always be there to comfort you. He will never leave you. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. I will never leave you nor forsake you because God doesn't change. His word remains. He will never leave you. He forgives us because he doesn't change. He comforts us. He never leaves us, right? And so it's so assuring to know that we do serve a God that does not change. In John chapter 14 verse 3, it says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And because he doesn't change about his promise for us in the future, that still stands. That still stands. God is the same. He never changes his word. He said heaven and earth would pass away and it will. There will be a new heaven. There will be a new earth. But my word will by no means pass away. And because he never changes the words that we study, that brings us comfort, that gives us joy, that it keeps our relationship with the Lord, never changes. It's a glorious thing. Let's look at verse 9. He also says, do not be carried about various and strange 
Doctrine. Don't be carried about so many various doctrines, strange doctrines. Now, the scripture is filled with all kinds of warnings about false teachings, false teachers, false preachers, and false doctrines. However, here in the context, the warning has to deal with about something that's strange. The word strange here means foreign. And so he's referring to something that's foreign to the gospel of Jesus Christ and is associated with in the context, because he's writing to the first reader of Hebrews, they were Jewish, and he's talking about the new covenant, his sacrifice, the gospel of grace. There are many strange doctrines that goes against the gospel of grace, that goes against the new covenant, the new covenant that the Lord has promised us. And so what's so strange about it in the context here? What is the right of Hebrews writing to the first readers of Hebrews? Let's continue on reading. It says, do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace. It is not the law. It is not rules and rituals. It is by grace. Now, here's the foreign doctrine that he's specifically targeting at. And it says at the end of verse 9, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. Again, there was dietary laws, the old covenant laws, and the things that were clean and unclean. And that's all they did. And all these things in the Old Testament was a shadow of things to come. And though these uh, ceremonial laws of the Old Testament uh, laws, the old covenant, it was clean externally and never cleaned man internally in the heart. They did all these rituals. It was outwardly. But the cleanliness that God is looking for is the heart inside. You know, you can dress in a three-piece suit. You could dress well. But meanwhile, your heart could be corrupt. That's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. You look holy. And boy, they looked holy. They dressed more holy than anyone else around them. He said to the Pharisees, you look holy. And meanwhile, you're dead bones and you stink on the inside. And it's the truth. So it's not how we look in the outside. It's not what we do in the outside. It's what's in the inside. And the same today, there are those today who are legalistic. And they love to live by foreign, strange doctrines. Doctrines that go against the gospel of grace. Goes against the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thinking by doing these things. Well, this is what they did in the Old Testament. It's commanded. Yeah, but that was the Old Covenant. Understand, there is a new covenant. Jesus came into the picture All that was to point to Jesus, okay? All those things was to give us an example about Jesus. That was the shadow. Christ is the substance. And so many think that by doing these things, oh, this is what it says in the Old Testament, so I'm going to obey that. I'm going to be really holy. You know, I know a guy who's German, and he's a Christian, and all of a sudden, you know, he got saved through Christ, never was Jewish, never was in a synagogue. And all of a sudden, you know, years down the road, he's wearing a yarmulke and walking around with a prayer show and prayer. You know, I said, you're not Jewish. What are you doing? (laughs) And all of a sudden he became Jewish. That's the reason why the book of Galatians is written. And it's very important when you have those who want to adapt Judaism into their practice in Christianity to Christ. Refer them to the book of Galatians because that's when Paul said to the Galatians, who were Gentiles, by the way? They found Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior. But then later on, you had the Judaizers that started saying, well, you need to be circumcised. Did Paul tell you that? I said, wait, I accepted Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. My life has changed. He didn't tell me anything about surgery. And all of a sudden, now I got to do that? I said, no. Paul says, don't listen to them. He said, are you continuing in the flesh what began in the spirit? 
what began is when you were born again through Jesus Christ. You don't have to adapt those things. Those things were a shadow. So now you're going to be more Jewish and want to be more Christian. When you first you was a Christian, now you want to be Jewish. And that's what happened with legalism. You've been listening to Running the Race with Pastor Eddie. Pastor Eddie's been digging into the book of Hebrews in a series called Jesus is Better. This book touches on so many amazing things, but really ties in the Old Testament covenant with the New. The author mentions the importance of the high priest and the sacrifices that were made. But the point is that Jesus became the high priest and also the sacrificial lamb for all people. Isn't it amazing how Jesus fulfilled all that was in the Old Testament? It's because Jesus became the high priest that now we can go to him for our strength, our courage, and our hope. Another way to come to God is in prayer. Jessica wants to tell you more about this. Prayers for this ministry would be so appreciated. The opportunity for the lost to be reached over the radio is incredible. So please pray for our listening audience and that what shared will alter people's lives forever. Another way you can support us is by prayerfully considering giving in a financial way. There's a lot of time and effort that goes into producing this program. And we're grateful for all who are willing to come alongside us to support the creation of each program. If you feel led to do this, you can find a Give tab at runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks, Jessica. While you're there, you can find all sorts of information about Calvary Chapel of Milford. And if you're in the area, we'd love to have you come visit on a Sunday morning. You'll find service times and directions on our website, runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks for listening to Running the Race.